The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be discussing the MUM update. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor for search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. Jordan, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I'm hanging in there better than you. Rumor has it you've been feeling a little under the weather these days. Just a little bit. Yep, that is true still toughing it out and making podcasts. I appreciate you being here. Everybody, Jordan's been fighting off a stomach flu or something just you don't want a lot of details about. <laughs> Probably not. And he's here to tell us about the mum update. Jordan, let's get to it. Let's do it. What the hell's the mum update? Yeah, I know, right? What the mum? Well, mum is really, it's kind of a, the next evolution of where Google has been going with their ability to leverage artificial intelligence to understand information. Ultimately, the idea here is how does Google process information, information largely being content, images, assets, and better determine and understand what these are, what, what they mean. So Google is doubling down on their investment in artificial intelligence. Uh, it seems like this is kind of similar to, well, whether it's the natural language processing or the bird updates kind of in line and in step with some of those recent updates or changes to the Google algorithm. That said, I still don't understand exactly what mum does. Is this a change in the algorithm that we're seeing rankings change? Is this a change on the back end that changes how Google interprets data? What does mum do? Yeah, so 
at the Google I.O. a few weeks ago, when they announced Mum, they used an example. And the example was of an individual who had recently hiked a mountain and now wanted to hike Mount Fuji. And they basically stated like, this user can go to a hiking expert and say, hey, I hiked Mount Adams or, or any other mountain, and now I want to hike Mount, Mount Fuji. How do I prepare differently? That's a pretty contextual and complex answer that a hiking expert could certainly respond to very easily, but how does a search engine do it? And what they did in this description, in this example, is they showed that mom is able to process these different variables, these different input factors, like you did hike this mountain in the past, you want to hike a new mountain in the future, and you want to understand how to prepare for that. And Google is now capable of processing these different elements, these different nodes of information independently with one another and come back with a result that actually answers the question that the user has. And so MUM is the evolution of how Google processes different independent pieces of information, puts them together, and allows uh, their search engine to better provide results and information. It is an architecture. It is a system behind the grand search engine that is Google that allows them to better process information. Okay, so Google's able to interpret more complex information and answer more complex queries. I hiked this mountain, can I hike that one? I guess the big question from me is, well, Google doesn't own any of the content, right? Google's scraping all of this content. So when a user asks a question, whether it's, I hiked this mountain, I wanna hike that one. I like this beer, what's another one I'll like? It's a search engine. My thought is, well, they should probably send me to a web page that connects me to a hiking expert or a liquor store. <laughs> In reality, it sounds like Google is taking information and presenting into this page. So what does that experience look like and how are the results actually changing from the user's perspective? That's a great question. And I want our listeners to recognize that this is a transformation. This is a, a process that helps Google um, understand complex tasks. And they've had these before. This isn't necessarily a net new thing. BERT was one of these a few years back. BERT was a another transformer architecture that allowed Google to process various input factors to better understand language and generate results. What MUM does is it does it a thousand times faster. It connects a variety of different elements, unlike BERT. So now they can basically connect different, what they call multimodals. They can connect text and images. They can connect video and audio. They can connect a much more comprehensive set of information. So to your point, Ben, in your example, they're now able to connect the dots between a liquor store and a hiking store and really tell you as the consumer what is the right priority of these in order to best answer your question? So when I say I like this beer, what's another one I'll like? Google's not necessarily just sending me to a liquor store. It's bringing up a menu. Yeah. Right. It's not just connecting me to a web page. It's presenting information in a different format. I like the Counting Crows. What are other bands I like? Well, if you like the Counting Crows, you'll probably like this video by Dave Matthews. That's right. Or even better yet, 
And I think this is one of the more interesting things about mom that's different from Bert, because a lot of what you describe there is text-based transformation, right? It's the contextual next set of information that you want to understand. Now, not only can they actually recommend another artist that you might like, but they might actually be able to confer based on other search habits what songs you actually enjoyed from the Counting Crows and then actually map that to other songs you might want and then put those into your Spotify playlist. That's the kind of effort that Google's trying to get at. In their hiking example at the Google I.O., they actually got to the point of showing, uh, having the user show photos of the hiking boots they used on the previous hike to confirm whether or not those hiking boots are going to work well on Mount Fuji. That's the kind of level of detail they want to get to with Mount. I still have questions about the user experience because... <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking Google, search engine, type in question, enter, I want to hike this mountain, can I? And Google comes back and says, no, you're fat, you'll die. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, I understand. I give an input, they give a text output. It's probably ripped off from another website. That's great. But you, we're talking about this experience where Google is writing back to me and saying, well, do you have these shoes or those shoes? Or what's your cardiovascular fitness? Or here's the cardiologist you should talk to when you are training. How does Google get that information to me, right? Like how do they actually present videos or take pictures of my shoes? How does all this work? I kind of get the architecture piece. It's the delivery that I have questions about. No doubt. And I do think that there'll be a lot of challenges in the delivery. But there are some very simple places where Google will start. One of them that they referenced, not only in the I.O., but I've read in a lot of their documentation, is the breaking down of language as a barrier. Because the reality is that in many of our scenarios as users in our own search behavior, the best answer or the best result for us is in a different language. And the reality is, is that we can't access that because we don't know that language. We do that search in English. And so mom is going to be able to break that down. Not only will they be able to use other services they have, like Google Translate, to translate the content that's available in another language, but they actually will be able to prioritize it based on where you are in your search journey. And I think that's what's really unique here. That is a barrier that can be broken by Google and will allow users to consume more information because mom, unlike BERT and other AI technology they use to process information, is not limited to a single language or has to process in a single language, it can process in 75. And so that's a huge advancement in our capabilities to process information. And if you apply the same logic to other assets like images and audio, this also becomes very interesting. Okay, so I can ask Google somehow, can I climb Mount Fuji? And it can respond back to me in Japanese saying, no, you're fat. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So here's the reality. Really what the mom announcement is all about, and it's very similar to what happened with Bert a few years ago, is hooray for Google. You can process more information. You can better understand that information. I think one of the coolest things that really the mom announcement confirms for many of us in the SEO world is that Google is going to continue to advance their capabilities of providing search results that are highly contextual within a page. And what I mean by that is, is it's no longer about me showing up as a blue link in number one. 
It's actually about the substance that's on my page. And they're going to be able to pull out paragraphs, texts, lists, images, videos from my page and surface that in the search results if that's what's more meaningful to that particular user who's performing that search. And so that to me is really the benefits of MUM is that it goes down to that next layer of the context of what's in a piece of content, not just that you have to click on the blue link. Are you ready to argue? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you be Google, I'll be SEOs. Uh-oh, that's a dangerous place for me. <laughs> hey, Google. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I've heard that you're doing this mum update and you're better at processing language and you're better at contextualizing information and understanding what the right content is for someone that searches on your search engine. So doesn't that mean that you're just going to take all of the passages and copy and images from my website and aggregate them with other websites and publish it as your own? Ben, do no evil. Jordan, uh, sorry, Google. That's a bullshit answer. <laughs> Look, you're just going to take my stuff. Why am I going to give you my content? What's the value here for SEOs? Or is Google just going to take all the content, put it together as their own, and never drive traffic to anybody? And we're all going to call it a brand channel. Hey, Ben, I have to take my Google hat off now because... You're terrible at being Google. I am terrible at being Google, which is why I'm an SEO. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't disagree with you, Ben. I think this is a challenge that Google's going to face and throttling and managing expectations of the brands that provide data to them is going to be hard. And, and look, it's getting even more and more and more complex as Google includes more and more services within the search. These services being the product or the shopping ads, the Google travel, various travel elements like the hotel finder, the travel finder, Google for jobs, for example. The more and more services Google puts up, the barrier and the transparency becomes very clear to the brands participating that Google's taking my data and serving themselves and not me as a brand. Yeah, what's interesting to me is that Google, in large part, 
thrives and exists because of its ability to help content companies circulate their content. And, you know, like what you're talking about is, hey, the experience for e-commerce businesses, hey, I, I want people to find my store. Google's going to make that super easy in a Google-y experience, and I'm happy about it because people are going to give me foot traffic. Or I'm an airline and Google is going to be selling the flights and it's not going to go through my e-commerce platform, but just be done on Google, whatever. As long as there's butts in seats, I'm good. <laughs> but I'm a newspaper publisher. I'm a podcaster, a content creator, right? I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a, you know, a marketing content creator. Everybody that's putting the words together that is trying to get eyeballs and visibility from Google and not necessarily using Google to drive the end transaction, there's not going to be much of an incentive to create the content or at least to share it with Google if we continue to go down this path. That is a, that is a great topic that Google needs to solve for. I think there's going to be other players involved in this. This is me now sharing my opinion on, on a pretty big macro problem that, quite honestly, Mum is certainly part of that, the challenge that Google's facing because they're advancing their technology. But the real problem here is how does Google create an equal marketplace when they are a benefiting participant of that marketplace? And so I think that's a very challenging question for Google to answer. I don't think it's going to be very easy. And quite fundamentally, to what I was trying to say earlier, I think that there's going to be other players involved like governments and regulators, us as consumers. And I do believe that there's going to be companies who, I don't know if conspire is the right word, but let's just say collaborate together to restrict Google from stealing their domain space, which could include, very well include, publishers who all decide together to say, we no longer need you, Google. We'll do this on our own. Thank you very much. I'm ESPN. And if people want to consume my content, they will come to ESPN. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I'm going to put on the Google hat for a second. Oh, now it's your turn. All right. Yeah. (laughs) But SEOs, this is happening all over the place. Look at Amazon in e-commerce. Amazon is a marketplace that sells products. And what do they do? They take that data and they make the most profitable products. And they're just going to profit off that because they have the data. We are doing a similar thing in the media and publishing space. We understand what the best content is and we're just going to do it ourselves. And that's happening all over the place. So, you know, that's just the way of the world. I don't think it's necessarily the way of the world. I mean, I think we're living through a challenging moment when certain channels like social media have been put to the test and their technologies around targeting and leveraging that targeting to propagate content is being put to a test. And and I don't think that that's going to slow down. I think that's going to continue to escalate. And I think there will be regulation and there's going to be more restrictions around how social media companies can share and promote and target content. On the flip side, search engines, in particular Google, has still a pretty big leash, especially in the United States, around what content and how they can serve content and how they can use the content that they acquire from distributors. Let's call them distributors for now. You know, us as publishers, us as e-commerce players, yeah, publishers, they have a pretty free leash on how they handle that and how they deal with that. And, and, it, and it will have to change. Then the reality is, not to bring this full circle, but, but we should, mum will be a next evolution in 
how we all how we all deal with it, how we all manage it. Because what mom will ultimately do in the short term is show highly relevant pieces of content in the SERP, much more than just a blue link. And like we've seen over the last better part of a half decade, we're all chasing after what we would, I guess, call in the SEO world, the position zero, which is now becoming far more elaborate than position zero. I think we're starting to get into negative numbers at this point because there's so many versions of how Google serves content outside of the blue link. At the end of the day, when I think about the mum update, it's a technology and an architecture upgrade for Google where they're able to take more relevant information and answer user queries in different formats across different languages with different types of medium. So that's what the mum update is. Now, what it means for SEOs, gosh, we're going to have to wait and see. And I guess you can just ask your mum if mum's the word. <laughs> And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Sorry for that, everybody. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. J-O-R-D-A-N-K-O-E-N-E.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.